I never know what that that sound means. I get that sound, and I, some not- some type of notification. It is, but I can't ever figure it out. It's like uh, <coughs> when somebody would ring the doorbell at the Beverly Hillbillies, and they yeah. had no idea. We better get busy now if we're going to find. There goes that music again. <laughs> Did you ever find out where that's coming from? No, sir, I didn't. Every time I went to looking for it, somebody always come to the door. <laughs> This time I'm gonna find it for sure. Oh, do you know this box in front of you? That's strange. Yes, it is very strange. Hey, everybody. My name is Michael Rosso. Oh, we're on. It's that time of year again. Yes, it is. To listen to The Hungry Dutchman. Looking for Santa. John's missing it. Ah, he's on the phone. He's, he's talking to Santa Claus about his kids. He's like, I don't know. I, she was pretty good this year, Santa. I think you're being very unfair. For all the contributions I give to North Pole, awesome. I think maybe you could get her the potbelly pig. Does she really want a potbelly pig? Yes. So For there, real. If there's any listeners out there who want to donate a pig, Definitely. just mail it to yeah, the small box. one. No, none of the big ones. Same weight. <laughs> Cut it down. It's candy, right? <laughs> no. John, there's no way Slice your it. daughter is getting a potbelly pig from Santa Claus. No. That's, that's what so. I thought, too, but he seems to be considering it. Well, now that I saw one who actually, some person who has a pig, we went to... Maybe zoned and not allowed to have one. That's film. Yeah, uh, no, it's not candy. You have to go to the film. council meeting and get... Yeah, yeah. Re- What's yeah, it called? I've, I've studied up on it. You look at that, a film in a, like a candy wrapper. Ooh, okay. I'll have some. Is it mint? No. 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 Are we recording? We're, yeah, we're on... We're on oh, gonna, my God, this is on the air. We're on the air. I'm really? doing it on air. Oh, yeah. But you so, gotta introduce everybody, but... Oh, of course I will. But, but before I introduce everyone, Mark, we, we took, you know, before we record, we took, had a nice lunch here, pizza. Mark went into the neighboring liquor store, and oh, what God. happened? Like I do. <laughs> <laughs> For lunch? <laughs> no, there was a pig in there. Yeah. There was He's like an honest-to-goodness pig walking around this liquor store. And a bunch of astonished people, including yep. myself and Mark. And what did, what did the pig say? said, hey, how are you? I'm a talking pig. Welcome to the liquor store. What do you think he said? He said nothing. Her name was Daisy. She, can, she knows how to sit. Daisy. We made her sit. Oh, She's trained. Was there any local color in there also with you? Oh, yeah. What were they saying? It was all local color. What were they saying? Uh, the one nice toothless man thought it was funny when I, when I asked him if anyone else could see the pig besides myself. <laughs> <laughs> and he was drinking his... Beverage on the way out the door, wasn't he? He appeared to be drinking a brown paper bag, which is very <laughs> What? Hard. There's a pig? Darndest things go, 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 coming, brown go, go, go. paper New bags. Jersey. For folks listening, tune in in the year 2019 to see, to find out the following. A, did John's daughter receive a pot belly pig from no, Santa Claus? No pig. Has Mark revisited that very liquor store? I absolutely. Of all moments of my life to not have a camera on me. Mm. Oh, I can't even believe it. I was frustrated. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Even if I had had my own car, I could have run out to the car and gotten a camera, but we were in John's car. Welcome to the show. My name is Michael Rosso. I'm here with Leslie Lazenby. Hello, everyone. John Fidelli. Hi. Mark Dalzell. Hello. Mark O'Brien. Hey, everyone. And welcome to the Film Fun Show. What? I had something Film to say. Film Fun but Show? That sounds like oh. a Chinese uh, dish. <laughs> Films Fun Show. Film Fun Show. I'll have the Film Fun Fun Show show. with white rice, please. That's right. I want to remind people to go to the FPP online store because at this time of year, there's a few things. First of all, there's always a What's New section. The direct link is filmphotographystore.com. And there's also the gift, great gift idea area. Oh. Oh, good. That's where you could find, like, you know, if you're buying for someone who shoots film, Really, it's like the same old, same old. But how about like some film in an authentic Kodak can? That's cool. That's fun. You know, yeah. That lives up to the word fun. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and a bunch of fun stuff in there. You know, some neo stuff that when you present your present around the holidays, it's not going to be like just, you know. What, like a variety of different films? That's right. That's right. How about a stickers? A um, pinhole camera. Uh, you could buy a pin box camera. Yeah. Would you hand this to Mark D so he could open up? We have a package here, special mm. delivery. 
from one of Santa's helpers. That's not a knife. Oh, I'll take my scissor back then. Isn't that the That's sound effect you used to use? That is the sound effect. Listen to it right now. Mail's in. And this is a, a package. It was addressed to FPP, but to Mark Dalzell. Oh. Mark Dalzell. Who's it from? This is from Blowy. <laughs> oh, from Bill? Bill from William, William Bill Blowy Lowy. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. I thought we'd just... Oh, and a letter. Oh, and a letter. You're below he, he wrote you a letter. Oh, oh look at Canadian. Oh, oh stop it. Is there God. actually something to eat in there? Yeah. <gasps> Ketchup-flavored Pringles, oh which I didn't even God. know was a thing. Oh, oh ridiculous. my. I've had them. God. That's a Canadian thing. Seems the Friday Night Poker Club has never seen anything like Pringles' newfangled potato chips. Get a load of this. Potato chips? And... Smarties, Aero, Kit Kat, and Coffee Crisp because Coffee yeah, the Crisp. Variety oh. pack. Coffee Crisp is my favorite. Chocolate so clearly, pack. Mark D, you must be his favorite mm-hmm. FPPer. I, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he spent a whole day binge. William did spend a whole day binge watching Great Big Idea. Y- exactly. Great big story. Great big story. Uh-huh. There you go. A whole day binge idea. eating coffee crisps. Oh, and a letter. Oh, and a shipping label. Will you be sharing those? Oh, what you got? Uh, We're we'll just gonna bring them home. Says. Oh, okay. Should I read the letter? Yeah. Dear Mark, during our occasional family trips to Ontario, Canada, we once again noted that Canadian Halloween candy was out. As I know you share my love of Canadian candy, I'm hoping that addressing this directly to you will help ensure that this will make it to you. It definitely did. Yes. Because otherwise Mike and Justin would have eaten it all. Oh, that's true. (laughs) Well, it gets lonely during the week. (laughs) Packing all those boxes. We're like, hey, it's 3 o'clock. I'm kind of hungry. hungry. Could go for four chocolate bars. (laughs) While they visiting with our Pringles. Canadian relatives, my nephew introduced us to ketchup-flavored potatoes. I guess he means chips. Mm-hmm. Not something that mm. I can say I've ever had, but I am now addicted to. They taste like super sweet barbecue. They're, they're cool. Mm-hmm. I've never seen these in the States. I am told they are very Canadian, definitely. And pickle. Ketchup and pickle. They're available here now. Yeah. Yeah, but they weren't. The Pringles enclosed were selected in the hope that they will travel better than chips in a bag. I hope you enjoy them. Sure. Signed, Bill Lowy. Bill and Lynn Lowy. That's nice. Thanks. What's the shipping nice. label for, you think? Uh, I guess I could send it back. In case the ketchup's... No. My guess is he accidentally printed two labels. I was going to say, he oh, forgot, well, that to, put one, the, no. oh, he forgot oh, yeah. to put the sticky paper in, and <laughs> they just threw that one in hey, there. Mark, hold this. that up. You guys want to okay, ship right. anything to me? i got a free label right here. I don't know. Should we keep it on the crazy food theme? Sure. I could use some crazy food. Why? Do you have any crazy food, Leslie? I don't know. I, Michael, I... I, I think you'd like this. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. She's brown bagging it. <gasps> what is it? Pot candy? Oh, you know what? Someone's handing something to me. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's, Thank it's you. good. You can have them. That's she's, good. Uh, wait, she's back. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> crickets? Bacon yeah, and cheddar? Wait, wait, wait. Bacon and cheese flavored crickets. Oh. The real? Who's oh, gonna, who's gonna my. Do it? Oh, my. Let's do yeah. it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. You gonna do it, Mike? The last time I you eat, uh, f no, <laughs> <laughs> chicken. It tastes like chicken. It tastes like uh, grass. Yeah, as I remember, it just tasted very. Tastes like organic. dry grass. Yeah. Yeah. They taste like cockroach, Mike. Just eat one. Oh my God! Look yeah. at all their a few of their little legs gonna, have dropped off. But folks at home, those, those, are, little, box. those are like the little drumsticks. Bacon and cheese. Come on, pass them crickets. Up. For real. You want one on a ketchup chip? What's the country of origin for that? Where's it say? Made made in the Uh, U.S.? So he's like on a a road? Dutch pantry. He's like this. Maybe now, maybe not, but that. It's sending drives. But I thought maybe getting bacon and cheese or cheddar or whatever it says, would that'd be the best hope of getting... Oh, these are real bugs. They're just dried bugs that are like... They're raised. No, 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 just take it away. <laughs> crumbs. Why? Leslie, crumbs. Crumbs. Yeah. Okay. Crumbs. Oh, yeah, we don't need like legs There's, on the floor. Oh, he just lose. The last thing we need is like There's another nothing. bug coming over, There's like ooh, sealed. bacon, and eating another bug's See? leg. Sealed. Or you know what? Why no are you making legs. it weird? The other day, a cricket was in here. Let's go. Well, what if the cricket came over and ate another cricket? That's that cannibal. Would be awesome. If you walked into a building and you saw another dead human laying on the floor, would you be like, ooh. (laughs) Dead human. Dead human. Are you going to eat one, (laughs) Yeah, we're all going to eat one. Right, Mark? I am not eating one. Right, Mark? I guess. I guess. Come on, you're an epidemiologist. Mark's already full. He Uh, he already downed three packages. I'll open it. That's what I'll do. I'll break the seal. 
I'm probably out, you're gonna let out the souls what if of the tonight dead you're laying in bed and you all of a sudden it's like <laughs> all of a sudden like a cricket crawls out of your ear and we're not just go oh AFib attack nine one one I'm I'll, used to I'll uh, take a picture of it, it happens to Leslie all the time it does <laughs> bugs under her skin <laughs> hey well, let's open that. with the letter we have a letter thank you oh thank you William Lowy for sending Mark thank you that gift by the way oh, I'm totally but, I, I can I can literally feel. A bit of carapace stuck in my throat. Oh, okay. So I was going to say. Uh, oh, yeah, no, yes. Go ahead. I was going to oh. say. I didn't think. I didn't think, Bill. I didn't think that uh, Mark was even going to open those. Quite frankly, I thought he was just going to put them right in his car. Yes, Leslie. I'm waiting for my thank you for the crickets. Oh, thank oh. you, Leslie. <laughs> Les- you won't get it. Thank you for the crickets, Leslie. I'm very and, happy that you enjoy them all. And it's nice to have you on the show, but don't bother coming back. Oh, Holiday right? cheer. I just, you know what? I shared my crickets with everyone. I didn't even get one. Mr. This is Chisholm. from John Chisholm. Hi, Michael. I took an interest in the positive image processing on your July 1st show. Back in the 1960s, I took pictures on Triax, and I wanted to project these images, but had no idea how to make a positive 35-millimeter slide. A number of years later, Peterson's Photographic Magazine, December 1981, had an article for making slides from negatives, color or black and white. The film used was Technical Pam mm-hmm. with Dectal Developer. A bellows was used on a 35mm camera to get a 1.1 image. John, what was used? One to one. A bellows. Bellows! 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 You get a, oh, thank you, Mark. A one to one image on the film. The negative was on the light box. Yeah. Normal black and white processing and mounting in slide holders, and Ooh. the results were great. Might be a good topic for your show. What show, John? What show? If you can find some tech pan film. So, what do you go, what do you got to say about it? Chips. Easy. He wants chips. Peasy. Oh. Do you know how easy this is? He's making it sound kind of hard. He is, but yeah. it isn't. Okay. Because all you got to do is get on your computer or your phone or your tablet and dial up. Filmphotographyproject.com mm-hmm. and read the blog on how to do it from Owen McCafferty. Oh, the title is when? I think maybe confusing for people because the blog is about motion picture eight millimeter film, but it's the same process because it says how to develop black and white movie film. It's the same. It's it's okay. a, a black so, and white transparency. Yep, yeah. and no, and it turns it into a positive. Oh, slap that in a. Slide them out and put it on the screen. Mm, this is very good. You eat that crap and you wouldn't eat a cricket. Really? Yeah. This is probably worse for you than... than oh, yeah. Probably. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. It's got all these artificial things in it. But it really tastes like ketchup up. That's processed food. It's going to kill you. I don't know. Everything is. It tastes like ketchup. Sam Sherman would not eat this. No. Chemicals. Mm. What do you eat? What do you eat? A cricket? Everything's chemicals. All right. John, what's next? I just had a bunch of chocolate. It's John ate work. a cricket five minutes ago and now he picked up the can of ketchup Pringles and went, ugh. <laughs> Yeah, I just had a bunch of chocolate, so chocolate and ketchup, not a good combo. Mm, these are good. Yeah, they are. They are good. Ketchup-filled combo. Next letter. Driving a car. You can... This is from Andy Sapp. Hey, guys. I realized the other day that the films you sell, like Shvima 125, Shvima. have the DX codes built into your labels. That's which true. is amazing. It made me rethink that an incredible product you guys could sell would be an array of DX code labels so that people could DX hack films without getting crafty with foil and tape. Love the podcast, and many thanks for all that you do for the film community. Andy Sapp. There used to be a place online, that, or a place in the film photography sphere that sold those DX Absolutely. labels. Absolutely. Porters. Yeah. Porter, yes, porters. What was, the, what was the question? <laughs> would the, basically, could the... Could we sell, could the FPP sell an array of DX code labels so that people could DX hack their film canisters without getting crafty with foil and tape? I have been asked that many times. Yeah. And since we already print uh, our metallic labels for our special films, yeah. uh, it's a matter of me sitting down and like organizing it as a project oh, right. and getting the little squares printed up. And, and selling them in a kit. Buy, five people would buy them. Well, I think, I think to me, because many people use expired films and want to shoot those in like point-and-shoot cameras, you should have like 25, I'm talking about ISOs, 25 ISO, 50, 100, 200, 400, yeah. because people are buying like a roll of, you know, or they want to do red scale or right. something. Go ahead, Mark. What are you saying there? Mark Go D. low. Lower. I wish you made you make D, yeah, <laughs> DX code stickers for ISO 6. For real. That would be useful. I think it's a great idea. You're right. I mean, considering 
I don't think it's going to be that popular of an item, and it's going to be very difficult to, to print. I mean, it's an right. investment. Right. So I don't know. I'm looking into it. Just like I get a lot of requests asking, oh, hey, the Sfema Color 125, the Retrochrome, can you guys do 36 exposures? And I know people just think I can just roll it up really quick, but yeah, all the labels right. are pre-printed. Right. Uh, Dalzell, tell me what to do. Dalzell's shaking his head. Print the labels up. Do you know how many people want that film? Time to wake this show up. Man. Where's Johnny Link? Right here, right here. The doctor's in. I got Cricket a question um, not, oh, just not too long ago. Is why can't I get an honest, an honest answer about how many rolls of film your C41 kit will do? An honest is answer. Is there an honest answer? Sure. No. Okay. Next question. And they said, your kit says it does so many. Mm-hmm. Arista says it does so many. Tetanol says it does so many. They're all leader kits. And you guys say C41 is C41 is C41. It's all the same. You don't have to, it doesn't matter what brand you have. There you're right. It doesn't. But it's really not so hard to say why manufacturers are reluctant to give an exact number. Because after chemistry leaves the plant, it's out of our control. Mm. And the variables take over. Does it start to degrade? Well, it, it depends. You mix it with tap water or distilled water. I commonly do it with tap water. If you use it with distilled water, you can guarantee, not guarantee, but there's a possibility it may last longer. Mm-hmm. Tap water may have some small amount of contaminants and shorten the life overall because as they're in there, they're reacting. How you store it, of course, makes a difference. Do you store it in glass? Do you store it in a photo container? Or did your container hold orange juice or milk last week? Mm-hmm. It's different oh. types of plastic sometimes gas out (laughs) and can make a difference with your storage. I use glass and marbles. That's the best one to use, you think? I I use glass. I don't have to worry about it. And then when I pour my chemistry back in, marbles go in, takes it right up to the top. That noise would make me crazy. Dink. Dink, dink. Then I put cellophane. Oh. Cellophant over the uh, top of it. Then I screw the lid on. Oh, my God. would, Would aluminum paper work? Aluminium foil. It's right up there with cellophane. Do you remember the old might. Saturday Night Live skit, The Anal Retentive Chef? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, check it. I Go lost ahead. my marbles. It also depends on how many rolls were processed when. If you process just a couple at the beginning when everything's real fresh, that makes a difference. Or if you process eight of them right away and then put that chemistry away for six months, it's going to change the number of rolls you're going to get. Overall, And another thing people don't think about or even read in the paper that comes with it is what length of roll. I'm getting Mm -hmm. 10 rolls of 24. I'm not getting 10 rolls of 36. Well, no, you wouldn't. Or I'm getting 578 rolls in a quart that I mixed up in 2013. That's Mark. Dizelle. Yeah. (laughs) That's Mike. Mike's the worst of all of us. 35 rolls. But 24 exposure. Typically to... (laughs) Doesn't matter Today, at that point. Today they gear everything. Thirty-six exposure length is equal to one uh, same united inches. One one twenty, four four by fives, one eight by ten. If you know that equation in your head, you're you're pretty good on that. Get ten. They might say you can get ten to thirteen rolls out of that liter. They're probably calculating in the fact maybe it's twenty-four, maybe it's thirty-six. That's why it's not an exact number. And th- those are the reasons. It's flat out. It's storage. It's what you mix it with, how many rolls you put through when, and the length of the roll that you actually put in. Right. And like, there you like go. Like if you use your kit all in one month, you get a lot of rolls out of it. But if that kit is sitting like three, four months, then you start using it to do a lot of You're film. F. Exactly. It's just not going to be as it's just potent. Not the, just not as potent. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and it's short but sweet, but that's the answer. Right there. But everyone wants it. Everyone wants I wanna, answer. I want a number. I want to. I want to tick it off on the bottle and say, mixed this up last year. Do you think I can get one more roll out of it? Well, let's put it this way: if you just know. mix up a fresh batch, yes, and you're like, oh, I've got 30 rolls I want to develop. Yes. When should you stop if you, you have a fresh I, batch and you got 30 rolls? Should you do all 30? Should you go 20? Stop. Change it. What would you do? I actually for the FPP version. Of C41, I mix up the leader kit. Mine is always 
thrown away before it goes bad. Mm-hmm. I hate I hate crossover, and I do about thirteen rolls. And then that's I think it, it says ten to fifteen, and I just stop at thirteen. You and are dump by it. the book. Mm-hmm. I'm by yeah. the book on color chemistry. Wow. I I end up getting. I try and when I start a new kit, I usually have a backlog of stuff to do. And so I get between, say, 20 to 22 rolls out of that. I see, and I would never push and it. I and I the reason there. I don't push it, if you ever had to try to print in the old days a negative that has crossover. <clears throat> see, and that's you were be- trained right. That's That why. was because one of those chemical steps were bad, and everything's too red. Mm-hmm. So you put cyan in to counterbalance, and everything corrects but one color. And you, before you couldn't correct it out because we didn't have Photoshop and Lightroom. And it was just like, oh, everybody's screaming, crossover, crossover. And they're tearing their hair out and running around. Something's wrong. So that, you know, that sticks in my head because that's so I just stop ahead of time. I don't push my black and white chemistry either. And the other thing is at the price that it's going for is what, 20 bucks, let's say? Yes. If you got ten rolls out of that, you're still only paying two bucks a roll to develop your film. Mm. Now that's a that's a bargain compared so. to ten. Mm. Yeah. If you so if you you know, and you, I do my own scanning and whatever, but uh, don't try and do it because you want to be cheap. Do it to the place where you feel comfortable that your results are consistent. And the FPP chemistry do tell you if you are willing to take the risk after the allotted amount of rolls. Add this much time on. Right. So they do Who tell says you that? And I do that. Right in the instructions. Oh, how about that? Then why are people asking if it's right in the instructions? Because they, don't they read make them. me read them. Who reads no. that shiz? They, you wouldn't believe. I have a question. Yeah. Mark Dalzell, did you park in my neighbor's parking space? <laughs> I parked in the visitor spot. Okay, just asking because I don't want to start a whole new war. <laughs> I'm doing my show. No, you could do it by yourself. I'm doing my show. Sorry for that interference. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. C41 kits, there's no actual answer. It's common sense, right? Sort of, or not really? It's trial and error. Common sense and experience. If you go over the, pres- the prescribed number, then you're just taking a risk. That's correct. That the, and it'll probably, the film will develop, but there could be some color shifting or... Could be... Thinner than you want. The right. negatives don't have as much density as you're looking for. They will go so, purple when they when you, typically, when you go when you push it too long. Yeah, huh. typically it is your developers that will go much quicker before Does your blicks or fixers. Sure. John will know all. Find out. Find <clears throat> about all this when he gets his lab box. When he gets his lab box with his 200 rolls of film, he's going to buy a quart or of T76. If I go to the obscure darkroom. Can I develop film there? Or is that yes. just for Yeah. Oh, right. And you can walk picture. in, develop, and walk out. You don't have to worry about cleaning anything up. Or oh, God, that's awesome. I can't wait. The other reason that the film, that your developer would go bad, would be contamination. So right. if you get a drop of the Blix in oh, the developer, yeah. it'll wreck the kit immediately. So that's why you're pushing your luck, too, because every molecule of Blix that gets in your developer will wreck the kit. And like Mark said, for the sake of this roll of film that you just spent $10 on and then spent a day or a week or a month shooting to ruin it because you didn't want to you know, use up, you didn't want to push your luck on a dollar's worth of developer. And if so. you really, really, really question it, you can do a clip test. Yes, you're going to sacrifice a frame, but roll out just a few, roll them on, process it. That's, I was going to say. Clip test. What I do, because I buy so many old junky cameras at thrift stores and estate sales and yard sales and whatever, I always have a little bag of found film. And mm-hmm. I'll use rolls of shot found film as my sort of test. Mm, so yeah. if I if I have a, if I have a, a kit that I haven't used for a month or two, I'll run a found roll through, and if that comes out, if some ten year old roll of baked gold two hundred comes out, there you out, go, Ace. Then I'll put yeah. the good stuff in. Baked gold two hundred. Yeah. Thank you, Doctor. Oh, you're quite welcome. You. When she's too beautiful for words, take a picture. When he's too wonderful for words, take a picture. When it's too exciting for words, take a picture. Even when it's too much for words, well, even then, take a picture. For a picture tells what words cannot express. And a picture remembers 
when words might soon forget. So whatever it is you want to say most, say it now in pictures. This week, get a roll or two of Kodak film in the familiar Kodak box. Mark O'Brien has tested out the weird, uncanny, bizarre FPP Emulsion X, the only film that has its own hit song. Brian, take it away. Emulsion X. What the heck is it? And yeah, what why, is it? What is it? I don't know. That's why it's called Emulsion X. Right. And so oh, back in the spring, I got a couple rolls of Emulsion X to play with. I was out on a little walk, and I took took a roll, and I loaded it in my Yashica FX7 and shot it. Um, I took it home and developed an X-Tall for eight minutes. And I looked at it, I go, what the hell? <laughs> There's nothing on this film. Number one, it looks gray on one side and, and sort of uh, purplish on the other. And, so I, and, it, and it was curly as hell. I let it dry. I stuck it in a uh, good old print file page and cut it up in strips. And I buried it under a bunch of books, which I then forgot about. And I was doing some cleanup a few weeks back, and I go, oh, here's that roll of Emulsion X I shot. It still looks awful for, without looking at it uh, on a light table. So I put it over the light table and go, wow, I can actually see the images here. And they're all looking sort of a, a magenta-y sort of color. But, they're black, but they are black and white or monochrome. And uh, so I put them on the scanner, and my... Epson V700 scanner, and since they weren't curled up anymore or in cupping, they, they, they laid pretty flat. So I scanned the, the roll, and it actually scanned out okay. Um, I, was, I was pretty surprised. It, it was kind of con- rather contrasty, but I got some pretty good images from it. Good, considering I was expecting zero results that, were, would, be, that would be satisfactory. And so what can I say about this? Number one is... Part of the fun of trying out something you don't know anything about is finding out about it and seeing what you got. My advice is, if you get a roll of film, and I've never, I don't even, if, even if it's fresh film, you've never shot that film before. Fresh. Don't take it on out in a in a, in a place you've never been before or on a trip for the first time. Yeah. Shoot it and know what the heck you're going to get out of it before you take it somewhere and shoot something you can't go back and shoot right. again. Don't shoot something special. No, that's right. Don't shoot something special. Don't shoot your, your, your kid's first birthday with it oh, or imagine something. Imagine shooting Motion X like a wedding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, and the other thing is, one would say, well, why would I want to try it? Well, it's a challenge. What can you get out of this stuff? It is a challenge. And uh, so my advice is, if you're interested in trying a wacky, I mean, this is a wacky film. I have no idea what the hell it is. And it's a, the, the, the film base itself is rather thick. It's weird. It's really it's weird. weird. And at first I thought it could be C41, but Leslie uh, disabused me of that notion pretty quickly. And uh, so what, what is it? You know, I have no idea. But I, I've, the only other thing I've seen like this was um, I had a roll of, oh, it was some kind of, it was supposed to be clear when you shot it. It was a black and white reversal film. And if you put it in the special developer that you're supposed to get for it, mm-hmm. it came out looking like a like a like a black and white slide, and that's the only thing I can think of with this stuff because 
if you put it in a regular developer, this is what you get. If you put it in the other, whatever the other, other special developer was, you would get a, a clear slide. So maybe that's the kind of thing it is, but I have no idea. But it's, as I said, it's a Mosinex. If you, it, I know it's in the FPP store still. If you want a challenge, see what challenge. the heck you get out of it. So. What, what did you think of the results once they're scanned? Oh, once they're scanned, I go, you know, I've seen, there's, you get a little bit of uh, pepper flakes in the grain there, and so I don't know if that's an artifact of the emulsion, or if it's old or what. Once I scan them, and you can go up on, on my blog at random, randomphoto.blogspot.com and find them. You know, I thought they were a little contrasty in some of the images, but overall, it, it wasn't too bad. Thank you, Mark. I thought, Leslie, you got very pleasing results. You shot... Uh, didn't you shoot the the veterans on Veterans Day with Emulsion X? Oh, maybe that was Emulsion X. Could have been. Possible. Took it took me a while. I ran it as color. When I saw that base, I did this color film, Mike. We got some C forty one stuff here. But you needed to touch it because it literally came off in your hands. Oh dear. So it was not C forty one's possible, maybe that it was C twenty two. It's a cooler process. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. Never figured it out. Yeah, there's nothing on the rebate to tell you anything. Oh, no. Did you get a roll of it, Mark D? I, I actually, I do have a roll. I haven't shot it yet, but you know, looking at it, the only time I've ever seen black and white negatives that weird, dark, yes. was if you, uh, if oh, you process Kodachrome in black and white color, in ke- or black and white yeah. chemicals. Yeah. But those come out with kind of a weird oh. yellowish base, yeah. so it's not it's And not I thought well, that maybe at that point, maybe this is E6, but then when it, it did just come up as a negative, it was quite... A, Quite a mystery. That's also, it's if mysterious. you remember, where we learned about reticulation. Because oh. you fried yours. I, uh, when I was done, I did a water rinse in, in really warm or hot water, and I got something called reticulation, oh, yeah. which everyone loved, by the way. Well, oh. some people love it. Everyone was like, whoa, that's super oh, cool. Yeah. What happens? What's it look like? It's like the cool. emulsion... Actually, like either Feels. shrinks mm-hmm. or swells, or swells, and it creates its own like circly pattern, circly grain pattern. It's it's really yeah, it's weird, mm. but because the water was too hot and, and or really, cold, really which, bad which reticulation tells me too, it separates like alligators. It tells me skin. too that if this is an older emulsion. A T Max won't reticulate, but a Tri X or a Plus X will reticulate. So you kind of know you know that Plus X or Tri X are older films. But the newer T-grain films, you, you can't reticulate them. Anyway, it's a weird film. Mm-hmm. Use at your own risk, but hey, give it I mean, it, it, you put it in a regular developer. I mean, X-Tall for eight minutes. You could probably use HC-110, D76, whatever. Mix it, them all together. It, it, sure. Yeah. Put it, Make a suicide. Try the monobath. When we were kids. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. It's ISO 100. Uh, yeah. And what did you develop it in? X-Tall. How long? Eight minutes. Well... But Here's the thing, folks. This is a very strange, weird film. Is it recommended? Well, if you like strange or weird things, I would say yes. Now's the only time to get it. There's only a handful of rolls left. It was a mystery film. It was delivered by mistake. We don't know what it is. What do you mean? Really? Yes. Yeah. It just came in the mail. No, right. I ordered one stock in this. <laughs> so these days, because I work with film stocks on large reels so often, when I'm in the dark room. When I'm rolling it from the big reels to smaller mm-hmm. reels, I could feel I can because I'm familiar with the stock. Like I know, Spade 200 is going to feel a certain way. So when I pull it out, and it's supposed to be something, and I all of a sudden I feel like this cardboard. Mm. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. So I clip a little piece, put the film away, turn the lights on, and I'm just like, duh. Yeah. Duh. What I did was when I'm like, Ugh, all right, I, I you know roll up a few rolls, send it to the doctor. <laughs> And then we figure out, you know, because many times the manufacturers like, listen, you just keep this, and we'll send you what we're supposed to send you. Right. And I'm like, okay. So that's how we want. It's pretty up. weird when they don't even know what the hell it is. Like, where'd they get it from? I, how did they? I'm get pretty it? thorough. I photograph the emulsion. You know, I send it in an email with an attachment, and just, I just don't get any oh, real probably, response. It's probably it's some secret Russian government film. It's probably. C8. I actually think it's a closet. Yeah. Somebody C8. shoved a bunch of stuff in a closet. Should be Let's get this out now. Give him a roll of that. Could have been C8 film. Poison. Yeah. <laughs> All 
What's next? Mark, do you want to give Mark D a shot? Yeah. Mark D, give me, give me my shot. Now it's time to pass the mic. Yeah, what do you got? I got a camera. All right. What's I it called? A, I have a cool, I have a, oh yeah. Very interesting camera. Dang. Whoa, Very look at sleek. That. Very interesting camera. Sleek. Call me green with envy. Um, yeah, this is a camera I had never, ever heard of. What's it called? It's called a Perma Special. P-U-R-M-A. 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 Perma. Perma special. Okay, very good. Ah, camera, I had never heard of this camera. I had never heard of this company before a few weeks ago. Um, I was over in, in uh, England for a few days taking pictures, like basically, like you do. These and Hollywood stars can do that. I know. <laughs> so uh, I was in Bath, and I was walking down a random he road. He was in the Bath. He was in the Bath. <laughs> and I passed some little street flea market. And there was a table, and on the table was a bunch of cameras, mostly most of which were Kodaks anyway, but I was specifically looking for something interesting. And I found this thing, a Perma Special, made in London Town, England. These were made in uh, 1937. It's a 127 roll camera, but to look at it, it's a beautiful Art Deco, sleek, sleek, yeah. black, Very interesting monolith of a camera. Uh-huh. Yeah, a monolith. A few reviews of it and the, you know, the official Wikipedia page and everything I've seen says, uh, apparently designed by Raymond Lowy. Really? That I didn't know. I just, I knew when I saw it, it's on my list. I want one of these. But. Bill's brother? No. And no one, no one, except for their original ad, which I also have here, where it says, beautiful streamlined design by Raymond Lowy. Apparently, there's no corroborating evidence that he actually did because everyone is kind of like, apparently it was. Where would we know this guy from? He he was uh, a very very famous streamlined Art an, Deco an, industrial in, designer. Industrial designer. He yeah. designed trains. He designed buildings. You know, was he ever at a cocktail party with Arthur Crapsy? <laughs> 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 Is this another movie reference? You know Martha Crapsey, right? I don't. I don't even know what that, I don't right. even know what that means. It's just please can roll your phone. It's just the best question ever. Please continue. <laughs> I always ask that question of all my victims. <laughs> but styling aside, it's 127 roll film camera. Uh, the company itself was founded by a guy named Tom Purvis, who was a, a, a well-known, well-respected graphic artist who also worked with the railroad. He, he did. Uh, some very cool vintage like railroad posters and travel posters. Quitting the railroad to start a camera company. Exactly. And uh, another guy named Alfred Mayo. Mayo Clinic. Have fun with that. The Mayo Clinic. I'm quitting the railroad business to open up a clinic to study the psychology of the brain. Please continue, Marks. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm continuing the best I can. Um... So everything I've said so far, since you're listening to this on speakers and you can't see what I'm holding in my hand, is just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. It's a camera. It has a lens. It has three shutter speeds. This is so cool. But if you look at the camera, it only has a shutter button and a winder. Mm. There's, there's no other moving parts on it. So how, how do you set the shutter speeds? Hey, I'm glad you asked, John. Okay. It has three shutter speeds, which are a 25th of a second, a 150th of a second, and a 450th of a second, Whoa. which is pretty quick for 1937. Yeah. To change your shutter speed, if you just wind it and shoot it with just shutters on the left hand, which I always forget, um, this will give you your 150th of a second shutter speed. Mike, get back here. Okay. <laughs> Once again, I'm going to have to take away. over the show. Well, I want to I hear his reaction. And It'll be hilarious. Cat chat. Exactly. But, you know. Well, I'm going to have to explain wait, to him a second time anyway. I could drop one of those leftover crickets in his, co- in his coffee cup. He will never you to come back. Oh, hey, leave thanks, man. again. 1937. So, Crapsy. When you wind it and shoot it, <laughs> yes. pay attention now. This is okay. serious. No, you're already looking down. Okay. 150th of a, of a second. Yes. Wind it. Turn it to the right. No way. 125th of a second. Stop it. Wind it. Really? Turn it to the left. How does it know that? One fiftieth of a second. Is it? It's weighted. It's all square image. There's nothing in the middle. I know what you're going to ask. Okay. You can't get a two twenty-fifth. So is the image square? So it doesn't matter which way you turn it. It's not square. So if you shoot at the middle shutter speed of one hundred fiftieth of a second, you'll be shooting. You'll be shooting portrait. Vertical. Uh If you shoot the fast or the slow shutter speed, you'll be getting horizontals. Yes. Hmm. Railroad shots. See. Um, I don't understand, but 
I knew I Go loved ahead. that camera. No. Thirty-five. It's, it's crazy, right? Thirty-five. One twenty-seven. Stop it. But I go on to then say, "There's more." It's one twenty-seven. But if you look at the back of it, it's a two-window one twenty-seven camera. Interesting. So it's not shooting four by four. So it's it's not a full four by four image that you get on the back. So what what you do is when you wind your one twenty-seven, you wind it until there's a, you see the one in the left window. Number one. You shoot it. Yes. Wind until oh. one is in the right window. Shoot it. Get out of town. Then wind until two is in the left window. Two is in the right. Three is in the left. Three is in the right. So you end up getting sixteen shots on a roll of one twenty-seven. That's nice. Which is twice as many as you're supposed to get. Um, Have you shot with it yet? I started to. I, I have a. I put some fresh 127 in it. And what kind? What kind of fresh 127? Portra 160. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Fresh from your freezer. Fresh from my own hands rolled. And what actually happened was this is this is a whole other side lesson. I rolled this. I actually had had rolled this 127 uh, a year or two ago. Taped it up, put it in my freezer, forgot about it because I hadn't been shooting 127. Pulled it out last week, loaded up the camera, started winding the film on. But what had happened was because I had I had wound up this film. So long ago, the tape had let go. So my film started getting jammed up inside the camera. So let that be a lesson to you if you're shooting really old roll film. Before you load it in your camera, check it in a dark bag. Make sure your tape hasn't let go. Um, Because what happened on this one was... bad when your elastic lets go. The metal shutter on this thing is so weird and fragile to start with that the film actually got jammed in here and bent oh, the shutter. Oh, wow. So I actually had to disassemble the whole camera to fix the shutter and oh put it back together. So this thing survived the last 80 years in mint condition until I got until my hands on it incident. and tried to take one picture with it and wrecked it. But it's back to full power now, it's, and uh, it's oiled and working beautifully. So I, I, I held off loading it until after today mm-hmm. so you guys could see the guts of it. I haven't seen images with this camera yet, but I did do a, a Flickr search for other people who have shot a Perma Special. And, of course, who comes up on the top of the list? Who do we know in England who shot 9,000 cameras? What's his oh. name? Tony. Fo- Tony. Tony. So Photony has shot with one of these. Is that him? Photony. <laughs> uh, and the, the, uh, the images are nice. They look like period-correct 30s images. So I'm looking forward to shooting with it. So three shutter speeds. Three shutter speeds. Is F-stop button. set? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a fixed um, 6.3 some number of millimeter lens. I forget well, they even tell you? It doesn't matter. And when it's horizontal, what f-stop does it shoot? Well, the f-stop doesn't change. Oh, I'm sorry. Trick well, question. Shutter speed when you're it's horizontal. It's 150th horizontal, and then you, your slow speed is a 25th, and your fast speed is a 450th. That's pretty interesting. So you put some, like, pan-f film in there on a super sunny day and shoot horizontal. Good, I suppose. T-Max 100, yeah. super sunny day. F6.3, that's like that old Kodak exposure, you know, the old right. Kodak right. A- aperture. Um, yeah. Oh, and one other claim to fame that this has is, because I like cameras that were the first of anything to ever have anything. This was the first camera to ever have acrylic lenses <laughs> in it. Oh. But the lenses are just in the viewfinder. Oh. So I'm, I'm leaving that on my glass. bucket list. It's, it's, a, I'm gonna it's such a weird list. camera. It's, it, like I said, it's bigger, though. I thought it would be smaller. Yeah, it's, it's pretty chunky. But Did it cost you a pretty penny? Good point. Uh, it cost me a pretty farthing. No, I think I, I paid the equivalent of 30 American dollars, uh, which was, you know, was not too bad. That's about what they go for. If you look them up on well, eBay, the they're going for about 30 40 The thing is, it's so rare bucks. that they come up in the U.S. that you end up paying $30 just for shipping. Yeah, yeah. So maybe. that's my holdout because I'm cheap. And but what was the name of the shoppie you got it from? It was a flea market. Parking oh, lot. Flea, oh, parking lot. <laughs> it was a, just a flea market. Parkland parking, parking lot. In, in or where? a boot sale, where was they it? would say. Yeah, Old London Town. No, yeah, but what part? Uh, Norfolk. Bath. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Which is not it's not part of London. I just want I don't want to insult anyone oh, out there. It's not part bath of Bath is Bath. It's a whole separate city. Okay. Oh, okay. Far away from the London. Bath. But yeah, cool. Uh, Perma also had a couple other cameras we can just gloss over. The Perma Speed, which came out in thirty six, which looks just like an Argus. Huh. And the uh, Perma Plus, which came out in fifty one, which looks kinda like a Kodak pony. So they those are look- both they don't look as boring, nice as that. Uh, boring that's, cameras. That's a fantastic looking. Camera. Only the special. Oh, yep, hold it's it up. Like it's like diamond Mark. shaped, right? There we go. It's beautiful. It's very cool. Oh, keep going to the left side. Very Art Deco. 
If we and, were shooting uh, a movie, that would be the camera in the movie. Well, they, yeah. Um, Will that be in a great big story? No. Probably not quite okay. interesting enough for a great big story, but... Uh, there's one. They have one in the permanent collection of the New York Metropolitan Museum of Art, mm. there you um, go. and they are they are often pictured next to the Kodak Bantam, which is that stunning Art oh, Deco right, camera right. with the white stripes around it, yep. which mm-hmm. may have also been that designed by Raymond Lloyd. That's actually more, in many ways, more usable than the Bantam because you can Bantam. easily put 35 millimeter in 127 and just you know backing paper and just. But yeah, the, but the as white as that body is though. There's not a lot of room in there because it has this big crazy curve. Oh, oh that's, plane. that's right. Oh, yeah, well, no, but you could spool 35 on 127 paper. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. We'll and, and the thing with the, with the, uh, the Kodak camera, which is a beautiful camera, it takes an 828 film, which Garbage. is you don't get much much on a roll of film with that. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Tail. Thank you. I'm going to cut his tail off. Do we have another letter? We haven't read many letters. No letters. You, you got, got a letter? letter? You, you got, got a letter? letter? All right, here's the letter. Everybody's loading film. Here's the, I know. I, I was trying to load film. Now I'm reading the letter. A question for, quote, the club. <laughs> hey, Mike. Oh, and then he titles it, hey, Mike. I know, right. We're, nice, we're huh? Hey, club. Here's a question for the group to address on some future podcast. Don't go away, because this is one of the ones that you said you were going to have to answer anyway. Back several years ago, when film was still the dominant medium for photography, especially professional photography, I heard that many photographers claimed that film stored in a deep freezer, zero degrees Fahrenheit or below, ceased to age. According to these photographers, film stored in this manner could be stored for decades without aging effects at all. I knew several people that would buy bricks of their favorite film stock and keep them under these conditions. These photographers also made the point that storing the film in ordinary home refrigerator freezers would not halt the aging process, only slow it some since the temperature was above zero degree Fahrenheit. My question is, is this true? Uh, He goes on. I used to buy a brick of Velvia 50 before the start of spring and then use it for the rest of the shooting season into winter. I just stored the brick in the fridge because I would use it up in six months or less, so long-term storage wasn't an issue. Fast forward to today, bricks of film are a thing of the past for the most part. In the case of Velvia, rumor has it that pro packs of five rolls are not going to be available any longer. It'll be sold as individual rolls only. Acro shooters are sad that their favorite film stock is being discontinued. Anyway, my point is this. If zero-degree Fahrenheit or below storage really does halt film aging altogether, it might be prudent policy to buy up large quantities of these favorite film stocks while they are readily available. That way, individuals can have them available long after they're out of production. If this premise is not true and only a myth, then making such investments in film stocks, not to mention freezer capacity, would be ill-advised. Thank you for the podcast and the effort of producing such excellent programs. Later, y'all. So we all got to mention at the end. Who's it from? Uh, this is from Mark Bradshaw. Mark, the answer is <laughs> what? Yes. Oh, it's Get true. It in the freezer, and it's a longer storage than having it in the refrigerator. But does below zero stop the aging? Damn stop. near. It's amazing. The only thing it does not work well on infrared films. Oh yeah, Why they're is that? picking up atmospheric. Radiation oh, is yeah. shooting right through there. Really? Mm-hmm. Like that stuff that's in the air, and I living dead. That'd be the one. <laughs> Are they slow moving, Chief? Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. But it's just like no answer to that. Yes, it's true. So Leave what is it, it just out, freeze it. the emulsion and the chemical process? It. And just um, it's best if you freeze it to let it thaw. In its original container or a Ziploc bag or something else, you want to leave it in that, at least that plastic can mm. for 24 hours before you use it. Condensation on the film. Free, uh, refrigerator, maybe four hours, you're good. I've used Kodak Professional. It's Portra now. It wasn't Portra then. Uh, had to use it quicker than that and had no trouble. Out of the fridge, into the camera, out of there. Well, uh, in time, would you say you ought to be able to wrap this up in 24 hours? Well, we don't really know. So, it's done. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. What about if you're shooting outside and it's really cold and you're changing roles? If you had a gun, shoot him in the head. That's a sure way to kill him. If you don't get yourself a club or a torch, beat him or burn him. They go up pretty easy. You just do it. You don't have to worry about warming it up. Pretty hard to say. We don't know how many of them there are. We know when we find them, we can kill them. No, oh, don't warm it up. No. Just do it. Just throw it in there. Yeah. The thing don't be is, scared. if it's really, really cold, nah. don't use your power winder. Yeah, don't use your power line because you'll strip the film. Oh, well, really? That's, that's sort of an interesting question. Does, if, if I was outside 
if, let's say I lived in Ottawa, like I did, and it's minus 30 out, does film still work at minus 30? Oh, yeah. Sure. It'll work at any temperature. It just yeah. doesn't get old anymore. It's just anymore. light hitting. There's not really a chemical reaction until you put process. it in a developer. But the, the actual light, the silver, and the interaction of the silver and the light will stay the same. Yep. But if there's no chemical reaction, then why is, why is putting it in a freezer stopped the aging? There's dyes in there. You're freezing those dyes. But the dyes... Okay. The dyes, and then the also... The dyes don't die. Your, um, but the dyes are still acti- can still be activated by light, even when they're super, super cold. Only the silver's activated by light, not the dyes. Whatever. In, in Night of the Living Dead... Answer. In Night of the Living Dead, the Venus probe caused radiation, and the dead came back to life. The Survival Command Center at the Pentagon has disclosed that a ghoul can be killed by a shot in the head or a heavy blow to the skull. Officials are quoted as explaining that since the brain of a ghoul has been activated by the radiation, the plan is, kill the brain, and you kill the ghoul. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But if you don't feed a zombie for enough years, they do starve to death. Do they? It is depends what universe you're in. Uh, I know, not on The Walking Dead. Yes, on The Walking Dead is where we heard it. Uh, really? Milton. Don't you remember Milton Mammoth? No. With the governor? Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he said... They do starve to death. It's just much slower. But he didn't know what he was talking about. Well, I don't know. Yeah, because he couldn't give him a uh, chance. hold the process. The governor took him out. Oh, that was Governor's sidekick. The yes, guy that, that he governor fed to sidekick. the zombies. He was the guy who was like, remember? Yes, yeah. that's him. Uh-huh. He's like, when he passed, when the guy became a zombie, he tried to recall. Got, right. Ask him see questions. See if there was any me- mental recall. The zombies. Yeah. Frank Stein. Frank Stein. <laughs> what was the blonde? Oh, Andrea. That's the one who eventually got Andrea. Yeah, that was with yeah. Andrea, too. Uh, poor Andrea. No, I never liked her. I'm glad she's gone. Oh, yeah? She, she was a shame nuts. lover. I miss Jessie. We're <laughs> <laughs> going back to that. Tyrese, the basement's Tyrese, the safest place. Tyrese. All right. Did you hear there was a what just a little sidetrack on the newest episode? I won't give too no, much away. No, you can. It's okay. I won't remember it. Rick's baby. What's the baby's name? Judith. Well, Shane's baby. Judith. Judith. Said uh, she's drawing a picture, and uh, Nashawn was like, baby. who's that? And she's like, that's daddy. He's got a big belly and, you know, some other detrimental thing. And then Chris Hardwick on The Talking Dead said, you can really tell that Shane's baby because she's dissing Rick. <laughs> Next up. Next up. A very handsome looking book. Oh, yeah. By a very handsome looking man, Mr. Oh. Mark. Here we go. Looks oh, brand O'Brien. new. And I'm not even in, in, on uh, movies. So. That haven't seen any bathroom use, has it, that book? No, it has not. Look oh. at that. Beautiful but retro cameras. Retro cameras, The Collector's Guide to Vintage Film Photography. It came out this year. It's published oh. by Thames and Hudson. And it is, a, if you love camera porn, I mean, this is, this is camera porn. Pure camera porn. In, oh, wow. You're not supposed You're to see film. that. You're, oh, oh. Don't look the, at me. The inside of the core. Exposed. Wow, and, that's And beautiful. it's in color, and it's divided into. Whoa. Oh, here's the retract that, we, that Sam talked about. Oh, that's another look one that's that been thing. on my bucket list for a Jesus. long time. Look at that, retract. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It looks like a bazooka. Yeah. So there's some cameras in here Amazing. I've not seen wow. in color. Those books are dangerous. Except in, uh, oh, look Ooh, at look this. the Wera. There's our Wera. He's missing his lens cap, too. Exactly. And so John Wade is an Englishman. I've got one of his previous books from about 1970s, 80s, something like that. And it's on collecting cameras. But this, and it was a paperback and black and white. This one is just gorgeous. I like how it covers uh, subjects like value and rarity, uh, the basics on cameras, back to basics. It covers not just that, but then it starts going into things like uh, single lens reflex cameras, talks about those and lists those in, the, in here in, in various orders. It has really good examples of a lot of cameras. It is just a gorgeous book, and I, I, I love looking at camera porn, obviously. Sounds so dirty. Oh, there's the oh, they're just they're, the they're just beautiful, and most of the cameras in here are really nice examples of those. But when he talks about, uh, let's say, for example, there's the MPP micro technical camera, which is from England, Mark Six. You'll see cameras in here you might not see in the U.S. that much. Um, it shows it in various setups with a, with different uh, details of showing how they can do the rise and the and the swing and all that kind of stuff but it's just beautiful the, 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 the images are very large so you get a good look at the cameras um, there's cameras in here I've never seen before the Minolta Best Model 2 
Um, it's a, it's actually a collapsible camera, but instead of having a, a bellows of cloth, it's got like a, a bunch wow. of nesting. Uh, it's got like three stages. Yeah. It's, it's like a pagoda. Stages. Yeah, like a pagoda, yeah. It's an the Abe Here's a, <laughs> some beautiful things in there I've never seen before. Let's see the cover. The cover. Crack yourself up, Sometimes huh? Sometimes I crack myself up. Pagoda, get it? <laughs> the book is fairly inexpensive. It was only twenty seven ninety five. Uh, in the U.S., it's $36.95 Canadian. Uh, there's about, uh, let's see, a there's over 100 pages. cameras in here, but it seems like more than gorgeous. that. It's, uh, how many pages it's is this? Way more than 100. It's almost uh, almost 300 pages. So it's a fantastic camera. I'm going to pass this around. You guys can yeah, do Are we allowed to rip pages out? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> oh, it, I, wow. I ran into that in the Literati bookstore in Ann Arbor, and I hadn't seen anyone... Uh, review it before and uh, so definitely if you love the beauty of of film cameras and and all their incarnations excellent book to pick up thank you Mark you're welcome Uh, thank you everyone for joining us we're going to be signing off we will be back very shortly I don't know two week one week something stay tuned we're adding a lot of weeks a lot of days because of all the special editions like the Sam Sherman special editions, which I highly recommend, and cricket tasting edition, cricket, cricket tasting edition, <laughs> drive time shows, everything's super fun, super happening, and we're gonna see you very very soon. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. <laughs> Thank you for visiting uh, our store, filmphotographystore.com. It's very important; it keeps us going. I'm trying to avoid. I'm trying to avoid any fundraising. Pellets. Yes. Oh, Pelix. Yeah. I'm trying to avoid any fundraising. That's right. I, I, I keep on doing what you're doing. Spread the word. Spread the love. Yeah. Whenever I see like someone like showing like their bo- unboxing of what they got from the store, man, that makes my day. It's so exciting because you know I see it here. Justin puts it in the box. And then and people you get, to get see somebody it. Somebody open it. That's cool. And do you, John, do you get a thrill when you get a package in the mail? Hell yeah! Every time I see a box on the front porch, I get a thrill. Coming to play rapper without a return address. What's it called? What camera is that? Mega Flex. Limited edition. Mega Flex Gold. It's alligator. Mega Lecca High. Mega Honey Home. Mega Lecca High. Mega John. See you soon. See you soon. They're expensive. <laughs> the lizard's good.
Beverly Hill. Dirt is dirt. <laughs> yes, I know, but I know, but I know.